When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Music Is Not A Genre's Podfast. Oh, that is so nice. Podfast is snowing. Let's wait. Wait a minute, what? One flake. One flake. See, this is what I have to deal with with Podfast, like, every single time I do one of these. But, 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 I'm going to give a little credit. I think I know why there's only one flake. Let's just get to the topic. And maybe you'll understand. This is podcast number 15, non-Christmas holiday music. So why? Every year I do uh, an episode, or it's been the last three years at least, uh, having to do with Christmas music. And or one was how do you gift music? And, and uh, you know, uh, there's something every year. And last year I thought to myself, well, I've kind of done that. What about all of the music that happens during this particular season that has nothing to do with Christmas? Some we might associate with Christmas, but it's not strictly Christmas. It's winter music, seasonal music, music for other holidays and and all of that. And I think all of this deserves mention. I think there's a lot of great music out there of all kinds. So that's why I'm doing this uh, this episode this year. And also to let you know that uh, even though it's not very late where I'm recording, uh, my coffee hasn't kicked in yet. So this should be a really fun podcast. Uh, we're going to see how this rolls. Uh, so in my career as a solo artist uh, and in cover bands, I've done a lot of events where I've had to play uh, seasonal music and music other than Christmas music. I've I've had requests for a lot of Jewish music and Hanukkah songs and things like that. And, and that was one of the other reasons why I wanted to do an episode like this. Uh, quick notes, I got some of this information from a, a, an old Time Magazine article on December holidays, just the list of holidays that happen in December in various religions. And of course, always Wikipedia my go-to. I recommend that you uh, revisit it if you haven't recently, because uh, all the rumors from 10 years ago, for frick's sake, are are not necessarily true. Nothing's perfect, but it's not necessarily true. Now, quick disclaimer, this is not a, a, a lesson in any one religion or a preference for any of them, and it's certainly not comprehensive. I'm going to miss a lot, both uh, in, in terms of the information on the uh, holidays and 
music selection. There's no way it can be comprehensive, which is a wonderful thing, honestly, because there's always more out there to discover. The reason I'm doing this uh, is to show that for those of us steeped in uh, any kind of Christian tradition or even non, non-secular non Christmas tradition or even Hanukkah, uh, which is fairly prevalent in, in a lot of this country, especially where I'm from, there's a lot we don't know. Uh, and it's always good to know more. Uh, so, categories of the songs that I am doing for this episode. As you know, I'm not going to be you know covering any Christmas music at all. I might mention it here and there, just in reference to what these other songs are. Number one is non-denominational songs we're mostly familiar with and which are usually associated with Christmas, but actually have nothing to do with Christmas, at least lyrically speaking. Uh, You won't find them in any ceremonies or masses or anything like that. They're songs that are played at this time that we associate with this season, but are non-denominational, non-Christmas. Second category, Hanukkah songs. Uh, So we know Christmas is the 25th. You know, Christmas Eve, the 24th, the Epiphanies, the 26th. I say that because the whole 12 days of Christmas thing, people don't realize sometimes it's after Christmas. It's the 12 days after Christmas that lead to the Epiphany. Uh, And that's all I'm saying about that. Hanukkah is variable. This year, uh, it was early. It's done already as of this recording. And this is airing. It's a special holiday podcast. It's between uh, Christmas and New Year. So, you know, a little shorty here for people who are busy, uh, me included. And then Hanukkah can fall anywhere from late November to early January, but it's usually in December. It starts on the 25th day of Kislev. Uh, it's a central part of the Jewish Festival of Lights. Uh, it entails the lighting of a nine-branch menorah each night. The ninth candle is used to light the others. The ritual symbolizes how one day's worth of oil miraculously lasted for eight days during a battle between a small group of Jewish people and the powerful Greek Syrian army in 165 B.C., Per Jewish tradition, they are said to have emerged victorious and reclaimed the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. The next uh, category of songs I'll be doing would be Kwanzaa songs. Kwanzaa is December 26th to January 1st. It is the newest uh, celebration on this list. The week-long holiday of Kwanzaa honors African-American heritage. It's a cultural holiday as opposed to a religious one. Black nationalist uh, Maulana Karenga created Kwanzaa in 1966 as a way to unite the African-American community following the Watts Rebellion in a predominantly black Los Angeles neighborhood. An uprising against systemic racism began after a white California highway patrol officer arrested a young black man for drunken driving. Gee, that doesn't sound familiar. The rebellion led to 34 deaths, two-thirds of which were individuals shot by police or National Guard troops. Happy holidays, people. This stuff happens. Per the Associated Press, it also resulted in more than a 1,000 injuries. Karenga laid out seven key principles for Kwanzaa. Unity, self-determination, collective responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Its name comes from the Swahili phrase, Matunda ya Kwanzaa, which translates to first fruits. Kwanzaa celebrations draw from African musical and storytelling traditions, and you'll see that when we get to the music. Uh, next holiday, <clears throat> it is uh, is Bodhi Day, which is on December 8th, also known as Rohatsu in Japanese and Laba in Chinese. Other Eastern countries, uh, it's folded into Vesak Day, which is the birth, enlightenment, death of Gautama Buddha. This Buddhist tradition, Bodhi Day, honors the day in which the Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, is said to have achieved enlightenment. Many Buddhists celebrate it through meditation, and you'll see that through the music as well. And then the next holiday is Zarathosht Nodiso, uh, 
December 26th, founded by Prophet Zoroaster more than 3,000 years ago. Zoroastrianism is one of the world's oldest monotheistic religions. Uh, some of Christian uh, in a tradition was based on many pre-existing religions, some pagan, this Zoroastrianism, it was a big one actually. Zoroastrians honor the death of their prophet on this day. December 26th, typically typically by visiting a fire temple and offering prayers. It's also kind of a meditative, uh, just like Bodhi Day. And then the final will be Yule songs. Yule is celebrated December 21st to January 1st. Wiccans and neo-pagans celebrate the winter solstice. Solstice, the darkest day of the year in December 21st. That's the that's the non-coffee, not talking. Through the festival of Yule, the winter solstice marks the shortest day and longest night of the year. Yule celebrates the reemergence of the sun and the days beginning to grow longer again. That sun will, will be a, a key part in, in a lot of the music. The festival was first celebrated in Scandinavia as a Norse festival. Common tradition is burning the Yule log, which originally was done to celebrate the sun's return. It has since also been folded into a Christmas tradition. So yes, once again... Some of these uh, things, the pre-existing and uh, post-existing traditions have been folded into Christmas and Christian tradition. Uh, Yule became associated with Christmas in the 9th century, although some still stick to the original Yule celebrations. Uh, So let's just get right to it, as if we haven't already, that first category, non-denominational songs. There are way more than you might think. It's mainly because we assume so many of these are just plain old Christmas songs. Some of these that we associate with Christmas don't actually mention anything Christmas or religious at all. Some some great examples, Let It Snow, Winter Wonderland, Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, Sleigh Ride. All of these were what do people do, especially when these songs were written. That you know, they they would take a sleigh ride and they'd have bells on it, I guess, I assume, to warn pedestrians. I have no idea. Here would come a caroling, the Wassail song, Marshmallow World, Frosty, the Snowman. There's a there's a version of Frosty for the actual cartoon from the sixties that at the very end he mentions Christmas. The actual song does not mention Christmas at all. Uh, newer songs are often folded now into the church. It's been happening for hundreds of years, but uh, some of the ones more contemporary, uh, Fleet Fox's White Winter Hymnal, uh, Counting Crows Along December, among many others, which, by the way, is on my playlist. And just so you know, uh, for this podcast, there will not be a featured song. The featured song, quote-unquote, is my annual Christmas playlist, which I've been compiling for years. I have shared it before, but it changes every year, and it absolutely includes a bunch of non-Christmas songs, non-denominational songs and Hanukkah songs and all of that, and I plan to add more this year. So I will put the link there. Uh, Unfortunately, right now, it's only on Spotify. I do eventually hope to create it on YouTube, but that's going to take some work. Uh, patreon.com slash music is not a genre is how you fund that work. Thank you. Uh, along some um, original lyrics, uh, that don't mention Christmas at all. Uh, again, um, yeah, oh, I said that baby it's cold outside and my favorite things, which has become a holiday time song. And, uh, oh yeah. And so that's it for non-denominational songs. And when I say that's it again, it's not comprehensive. I'm sure there are dozens more. But those are some of the more popular ones, some of the ones that we are familiar with. So when you hear things like Deck the Halls and Jingle Bells, now I understand the argument that, A, 
no matter what we want to say about freedom of religion, etc., etc., this country tries so damn hard to be a Christian country. And and it's annoying, you know, not, not because Christians are annoying or Christmas or any of that, but because we are supposed to have a separation of church and state. And that doesn't always happen. But what happens then is then culturally... No matter what else is going on this time of year, other holidays, other other religions, other traditions, other non-religious celebrations, we are all a part uh, somehow of the of the Christmas uh, world just by leaving our homes, really. And when we're walking in a store and hearing these songs, naturally we're going to associate them with Christmas, and that's completely understandable. It's an argument that I that I understand and, and in many ways agree with, but if we're getting super technical and want to maybe change things for future years, these songs mentioned, because they are seasonal songs, can be used for any tradition. And you'll and as you'll see, some of them are used for other traditions as we get towards the end of this list. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So Hanukkah songs. Uh, hey, by the way, what's your preferred way of spelling Hanukkah? Because it's a it's a translation of you know a different alphabet. Of course, there's many variations in how to spell it. I've always preferred C H A N N U K A H. That's just that's I don't know why. I don't know where I got it from. Um, 
Hanukkah, and I, I for some reason, I've always liked that it starts with the C. Uh, but what's your preferred one? Many of these Hanukkah songs are religious, as is true for many Christmas songs and other religious songs. Uh, lots of which of these aren't played as uh, frequently as the more popular and newer songs. So uh, some of these here listed, uh, Hanukkah O Hanukkah, which is a traditional song, but let's. This is interesting to me. It's something I discovered. A lot of the uh, "quote unquote" traditional Hanukkah songs that are often cited this time of year were actually created in the early 20th century. Which, yeah, it's a long time ago, but we're not talking about hundreds of years or you know even a couple hundred years. Jack Black does a great version of Hanukkah O Hanukkah. It's on my holiday playlist. Uh, there, that the link that you have there, you can look for it or just search for it yourself. I I think Jack Black's joy for singing comes through no matter what he's doing, whether it's with Tenacious D or not. And Hanukkah Hanukkah is a great example of that. Uh, he's done some other things this year I've seen clips of. I don't know if they're from this year, but I've seen them this year where he's singing other Jewish songs. And it's, it's yeah, I mean... You know, somebody's like, if he was, you know, at the at a service, I would be religious or something like that. Uh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I knew as a kid. Now, again, this one was also early 20th century, written in 1927. Did not know that. I know that song because one of my best friends growing up is uh, he's Jewish, uh, lived right across the street. And so we uh, we hung out a lot together, and because in my area uh, where I grew up, and also in this area here, New York City, there's such a pretty large Jewish population. I got to know quite a bit about uh, certain you know traditions and and part of the culture, and I once knew I think a lot of those words, and I actually was so enamored of this. Uh, this is this is called true confession. When I was a kid, I don't remember how old, I took that said friend's dreidel home with me uh, because I wanted it. And his mother came and, uh, you know, I guess he was like, where's my dreidel? And got it. And I got in trouble, as I should have. Uh, The long story short, I still don't have a dreidel. So if anybody out there wants to send me one, I would absolutely love that. Uh, some more songs, Mi Yemalel, uh, which means who can retell. It's traditional from uh, the Torah. It's a, a psalm in the Torah. Uh, Mausur, uh, Rock of Ages, is traditional. Sivivon, um, so, 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 I'm not sure the exact name of this. It, I've seen varying names. It's also traditional. Uh, Al-Hanisim is another one that's traditional. Uh, in addition to all of these, and I'm sure many I've missed, there are lots of pop, rock, and folk artists uh, who have written songs for Hanukkah, uh, serious and otherwise, including Woody Guthrie, Bella Fleck, Bare Naked Ladies, Don McLean <clears throat> of American Pie, I believe, uh, Leonard Cohen of Hallelujah fame, Peter, Paul, and Mary, uh, Modest Yahoo, the, uh, the Jewish hip-hop dude, Yola Tengo, Flaming Lips, and uh, of course... Adam Sandler's uh, 1994-95, uh, the Hanukkah song, which is apparently there are many variations of that, and I have always loved that. Let's get to the next <clears throat> tradition, which is Kwanzaa. As this is the newest holiday in the list, the songs 
are also mostly newer, though some songs that predate the tradition have been folded into it because of their message. Um, most of the non-English songs uh, that are part of Kwanzaa are in Swahili. Uh, I can't attest to them all being in Swahili, but that is, that is largely the case. And then there are, are predominantly English songs on this list as well. Uh, here are some. The Happy Kwanzaa song by the Finoco Singers. There's a version by Teddy Pendergrass, which apparently is very popular. I've always been a fan of Teddy Pendergrass, primarily because he was part of the Philly soul scene. Uh, and I'm, um, you know, originally from Philly. Uh, Mutoto Kwanzaa uh, by uh, Angelique Kidio. I'm sure I mispronounced uh, at least three of those syllables. A Kwanzaa song by Lovely Hoffman. Happy, happy Kwanzaa by Bunny Hull. Now, listen, if you're there and you celebrate Kwanzaa and you're like, these aren't the original artists or somebody else wrote them, let me know. This is the information I could find from several sources. Uh, this Kwanzaa by Fuch, uh, that, that, which I actually really enjoyed that song. The Light of Kwanzaa, Kujichagulia. And yeah, I'm sure I'm missing a lot. It's a very short list of sp- songs specific to Kwanzaa, but songs not specifically about Kwanzaa that that are usually played because they are Afrocentric or they're about civil rights or empowerment. Uh, There's some here, and I'm going to, the first one, I'm like, I love this, Uh, which is most deaf, uh, his song, uh, Umi Says. And I know that's not his name now, but when he recorded this, he was going under the you know, artist named Most Def. I love Umi Says. Uh, I didn't know it was part of the Kwanzaa, you know, playlist and all that. And it might have just been for a few people. Uh, but I love that. Uh, Andra Day, Marvin Gaye, Donny Hathaway, India Ari, James Brown, Sam Cooke, Lauren Hill, Yusun Dur, uh, Stevie Wonder. And all of these artists, have their music has been folded into the Kwanzaa tradition as, as well as many others. Uh, and McFadden and Whitehead, uh, again, Philly soul sound. Funny story. I actually worked with John Whitehead uh, way, way back. I did a show uh, with him. Uh, he was part of a, kind of a circle of friends and family that I had back then. Fun. Uh, I did a I did a dance that I felt quite embarrassed about, but apparently people enjoyed it. So you know, um, it was me singing one of my originals. So let's get to another another holiday. Bodhi Day, a holiday that is celebrated mostly through meditation, is not likely to have a ton of festive songs. And that's the case with Bodhi Day. Uh, in fact, many playlists I ran across are honestly with just all meditation music. So music you'd play in the background to help set the mood and tone for whatever Bodhi Day tradition that you might enact. Uh, Buddhist chants were are part of the, those playlists often as well. Uh, it's similar to Kwanzaa, by the way. Many of the newer songs are intended to teach kids and adult neophytes the basic tenets of the holiday. So there are a lot of Kwanzaa songs that uh, go through the seven principles, etc. There are a bunch of Bodhi Day songs that go through the the you know meaning and the tenets of that tradition as well. Here's one uh, under under the Bodhi tree, under that Bodhi tree, or sitting under the Bodhi tree. Again, there were several titles. I, that's the seems to be the most famous one. Uh, Bodhi Day. And happy Bodhi Day. And uh, and let's just say, because I, I have seen this for some um, more modern uh, leaning people who celebrate Bodhi Day, 
will play things like Steely Dan's Bodhisattva or any uh, pop rock artist who uh, was singing or using, uh, you know, traditional Buddhist sounds and things like that. So that's, again, that's part of Bodhi Day. Zarathoshno Diso is, is, again, similar to Bodhi Day in tone in that it's contemplative. So we're talking about meditation. I mean, and in this case, it's it's commemorating the death of their prophet. So again, it's not going to be, uh, you know, let's deck the halls, let's get out and party. And there didn't seem to be a tremendous amount of uh, songs dedicated specifically to Zarathoshno Nodiso. Uh, again, a lot of it was meditative music and all of that. I guarantee you that some people have written something about it because music's a part of every tradition and somebody's going to want to jump on that. I didn't find it. If you know it, let me know. Which brings me to the last category, which is Yule. So again, lots of non-religious seasonal songs, just like the first category, non-denominational uh, seasonal music. In this case, particularly about the solstice, because that's what Yule is is partly about, uh, which uh, the major point here, Christmas, so many other Christian holidays, as I said at the beginning, co-opted or borrowed or stole or folded in traditions from other celebrations, older and newer. So as it grew, it's sort of like, I liken it to the English language itself, which, uh, you know, last season I interviewed Kevin Stroud from the History of the English Language podcast, and a lot of what he does is about the history, uh, history in general. But when you see how English formed, you, you see how, yes, it started somewhere, from pre-existing language, but then it folded in language as it grew. And that's why it's so vibrant. That's why it's spread all over the world. That's why so many people speak it, because it's this mutt language. I find that whether or not you want to admit it, um, Christians out there, and I am a lapsed Catholic, so you can count me sort of as one of them, uh, the Christmas and religion, uh, Christian religion in general has subsumed a lot of what existed before and what came after. And part of that was just to grow. Part of it was to suppress. So let's be honest about that. But part of it was to, oh, this is what you do for your tradition? Well, come over here. We'll do it too. And then it and then it grew in that way, in a similar way to the English language. So Yule uh, being one of those traditions that have been folded into Christmas, that's why we say Yuletide, Yuletime. But it was actually its own separate holiday, and still is, and still is. So let's add, so I'm not going to go through the list I went through way at the beginning, but if you can go back to whatever minute that was, any of those songs also apply to Yule because they are non-denominational. Some others, uh, and one you might be surprised in, O Tannenbaum. Now, we translate that as O Christmas Tree, but the original lyrics really just mean like, O Fir Tree, you know, O, you know, like, O, dang, I can't, is it deciduous? I don't remember, whatever, O Evergreen, you know. And that's pretty much it as far as as far as uh, lyrics go. And so it is in its original lyrical form or original language even, uh, not a translation, used as part of the Yule celebration. Nature, you know, tree and solstice and all of that. Uh, Boar's Head Carol. 
Could that sound more pagan? That's that's I that's a song I'm gonna find a version of that and put that on my playlist. I I wanna I wanna rock out to the Boar's Head Carol, whatever that is. Uh, and there have been a bunch of modern songs uh, written uh, for Yule as Wiccan and and more generally solstice celebrations have gained popularity. Uh, in fact, many many years ago, uh, Saint John of the Vine, which is this amazing. Uh, uh, I believe non-denominational cathedral and here in New York it's it's huge it's it's huge I went to they have concerts there I actually performed a concert there once a long time ago but I went to a concert there and it was about uh it was a solstice I don't remember which solstice but we did a lot of howling so that was fun uh, but but a lot of a lot of this is very celebratory and very connected to nature and all of that. Uh, some of the modern songs that are associated with Yule are Solstice Evergreen on Midwinter's Day, Solstice Carol, uh, Santa Claus is pagan too, which explains the pagan origins of Santa. Again, subsuming other you know traditions into the Christian religion and tradition. The Christians and the Pagans by Dar Williams. Uh, and there are other songs that adapted to Yule that have to do with either winter and or the coming of the sun. In fact, Here Comes the Sun is one. I'll Follow the Sun. So a bunch of Beatles songs. But anything that has to do with the sun. So quick conclusions as we wrap here. Music is somehow a part of every tradition. Uh, during this season, um, during every season, and in pretty much every part of every culture in the world which doesn't quite make it a universal language, but it makes it a, a good way to connect with everybody else. And there are so many songs to discover beyond Christmas tunes that are awesome. Again, some of them, many of them we already know. Uh, hopefully you're now curious enough to explore beyond what we already know and the, the way that I've, I've done only partly. I need to do more of that and add some of these songs to your playlist. And please... Speaking of, go check out my featured playlist, which, the again, the link will be in the text below, and it will continue to grow. So keep it, keep it with you. I think you might like it. What do you think I should have included? What did I miss? I guarantee you I missed a bunch. Uh, and is any of this music that I've mentioned today as special to you as Christmas music is to people who celebrate Christmas? So there's certain songs that really hit my heart during this time of year or make me feel joyous or whatever. Are any of the songs I mentioned uh, that are, again, non-Christmas songs, do they do that for you too? Uh, let me know because as always, my objectives here are music, conversation, and connection. Thank you for spending this uh, largely snowless podcast with me and uh, I will see you next year. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.